Uh, for humans, David Rickert achieved a 6 minute 46 second yawn on a May 27th, 1994. So all yawns since 1994. Fucking get a grip. You know, as people it's gotta been go to yawn so many decades. That, Almost that, been 30 years. I feel like that's okay. That's okay time. It's in the scheme of human evolution. We're, we're due for another yawn. We're due for another <laughs> world record yawn. Let's do it right here on Ashes TV Movie Night. Anyway, speaking of yawns, oh. today we're doing It Comes at Night. Uh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> this episode Ash. is brought to you at night. <laughs> it is. Uh, welcome to Ash and Stevie Movie Night. I'm very tired. I, I'm in the phase of like tiredness that my eye has a very has a lot of trouble not being lazy right now, and I gotta get my eyes pointed at the at the shit. Uh, anyway, Ashley. Yo, we had an intro. How'd you like it? I, <laughs> I genuinely don't know. I never bothered to ask if you'd seen this movie before. Wait, <laughs> that's not what I mean. I mean, we have an intro theme now. Oh, do we? Oh, right. I'm going to be putting that in. I showed it to you. I'm, I'm going to be putting that in later. That's do right. We? Oh, yeah. So you just heard it. Do you like it? I hope you do. We didn't even record the vocals for it yet. We, You know what? <laughs> First time doesn't need it. Yes, it does. It's we'll, like we'll record it after seconds this. long. We'll record it after this. So technically, you're traveling in time, listener. You're you're. We haven't even recorded. We haven't and then even. Again. We, <laughs> we haven't even recorded the bit that is, that you've already heard in the intro. So, how does that sound? Let us know from the future. Anyway, let us know if you hate it. Let us know if you hate it. Do genuinely though. Contact us. Or whatever like way you like. Or if you like comment. It. If you want to tell us to do more of that, just have if you can comment on the Podchaser versions of these episodes. Ask. Tell us if you'd like us to have more theme songs, just three at once, or on top of each other, one in front just of the end other. To end. And to yeah. end. this podcast will eventually become just a long string of theme songs. Anyway. And then we'll get to the end, and we'll be like, yeah, the movie's okay. <laughs> <laughs> also, oh, because I'm going to forget to say this later on, I thought of a rating scale for, for movies now that is like, it's not, I, I don't think it's too much. There's there's okay. three different things that I could say yes or no to, and that's going to be my rating system. And those three questions are, A, well, I'm going to say, one, do I like the movie? Yes or no. Two, would I rewatch it? with someone else yes or no then three would i rewatch it by myself yes or no i think that's fair sure okay so anyway, we, we watched it comes at night a uh, horror movie night. from 2017 i believe um, um i remember watching this in the theater did you yeah how was that One of the few movies i've watched in theater uh it was fucking horrifying i hated it wow <laughs> yeah, oh my god yeah with the enhanced sound shit of a movie theater yeah i could see that also with it, like i can't look down at my phone in a movie theater when it gets a little gross oh yeah like i my save okay because for those of you who don't know i'm a bitch for horror movies and by a bitch for horror movies i mean i don't like most of them like if it is genuinely intended to make you feel uncomfortable I get why people like it. Yeah, I respect. It. I get why people like it. It's not for me though. And and I'm a, and Have I you also a lot of Alien Isolation. Uh, not a lot. I've seen clips. I've seen enough oh, for me. We're gonna do a, a, a video series of also, him watching me play through Alien Isolation. Also, jump scares. Like I know there's not a lot of them in this movie, but just generally for horror, for jump scares. I'm a little bitch boy. Like it, you could say, "Oh, that jump scare was nothing. It wasn't scary at all." If you're, if I have seen it, I probably jumped at it, and I probably got scared to shit too. It's, it doesn't take much for me. And so, yeah, this movie. Okay, so let's let's just get into the story before anything, because I'm yes. gonna start spoiling shit. Um, so, it starts. I, I think a good format for this is yeah. you tell what you thought the story was. <laughs> And then I tell you where you're wrong. Okay, I'm cool with that. You know what? You know what I'm going to fucking do? This is going to work great because this is already a cryptic ass movie. (laughs) I usually write down notes and I go by them as the movie, as the the fucking episode goes on. What I'm going to try now, because I usually are, it's helping me to remember things to write them down as the thoughts come. And so I'm going to just do this without having any notes because this is already a fucking very vague ass film anyway so most of this is just going to be speculating on shit 
Anyway. So yeah, what did you think happened in this movie? So the movie starts off, spoiler alerts, by the way, if you fucking need it. It starts. Uh, the movie starts uh, <laughs> with... <laughs> I didn't know that. The, um, so the movie starts with uh, the family figuring out what to do because, oh, fuck, uh, this fucking illness that's ripping people apart. Uh, it's got grampy. It's got their grandpa. And I th- so what I first thought, like when in the first few fucking seconds, because you were he- you were seeing this old man look disheveled and you were hearing, you know, people talking lovingly to him. I thought this was like an old man grieving the loss of a loved one and like watching back videos of it, John Wick style. But uh, but no, this this man is very diseased. He is harmed. He is not OK. We don't know how he got harmed, but he's got disease, and so they got to dispose of his body, and so... And I want you to remember a focal point of what this... Explain the disease. Do that. I could not. I'm I'm sorry. With not a single thing about the disease. You don't know anything about it. That there's... Okay, I could tell you visually that, like, it causes people to throw up some some, uh, black-ish mucus shit, and it puts like boils seemingly all over the body and it like i'm gonna just say it it kind of just makes it feel like they're zombies and that's all okay, i can I'll, figure out it's also airborne as you can see they're all wearing masks all oh, the time right right sorry i was just used to masks because covid and so it didn't even seem like gas a talking masks? point not gas masks but just something to like cover <laughs> okay. your fucking self because um, yeah, you you only see one like a regular mask uh, in COVID times anyway, you only see it once. Yeah, because masks are so prevalent. Now, I know again, I know not gas masks, but because masks are so prevalent right now because of COVID, it didn't even feel like a talking point. So that's my bad. Uh, but yeah, this is an airborne disease. These people were wearing gas masks as they fucking you know were around the grandpa saying goodbye to him and everything. And then they put him down. With uh, with the sun nearby, I uh, just want to say the only person whose fucking name I can remember from this entire movie is Paul, and he's the guy who's like the leader of the whole thing. He's basically Carl from The Last of Us, and he, he's the patriarch. And he does a very he I think he does the best job you could expect a normal dude to do in this kind of scenario throughout yeah. the movie. So uh, details Steve is missing is okay. uh, it's the house in the woods, right? So there's not really civilization nearby, and uh, and no, you, we don't learn that until later. So never mind. That's the main thing. Um, it's in the middle of the woods. It feels very post-apocalyptic in, in how there is nobody. Uh, so yeah, continue. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, then they're just dealing with the fallout of grieving gramps. And, uh, you know, if you've ever, I mean, dealt with the loss of a loved one, especially this, like, early off, especially this brutally, then I imagine it's probably, it feels like it'd be pretty well done. I didn't see any, like, overt, like, well, I guess we're yeah. good now. You know, they, they, they fucking treated it with respect uh, and credit to that. And, uh, and then... Let's see if I can remember. Because this is a slow mo- It's a very slow burn of a movie, which is yeah. not a point against it, but it does make it hard to remember. No offense. Um, I'm afraid I'm skipping over something by saying this, but I'm just going to say it. So they eventually have an intruder in the house coming in for... Uh, okay, m- missed one thing. I missed one thing. Uh, the, okay, so in this family, in this house, there's Paul, there's Sarah, and their son... What's his fuck? I don't remember his name. <laughs> but they, they've got the son, and, and this son has frequent nightmares. Uh, and it is usually centered around this virus, either getting them or, you know, somebody who has gotten it is now appearing again. I didn't fucking like the nightmare sequences, and that must have been even worse in theaters. It was horrible. They're gross, um, but they're very uh, powerful. And it's also, it makes it even, I mean, like, it's good for storytelling, but it makes it even worse that it's hard to tell when they're going on until it's very obvious they're going on. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, it, I like think I, that's done deliberately. Right, right. And that's like, okay, I'm just saying it makes it less comfortable for Stevie's. Um, so now on to the intruder, though. There's an intruder that comes in, and there's this whole altercation. Everybody's got guns in this situation, I think. 
I think the intruder is again. That wasn't yes. made explicitly clear to me at the beginning. Basically, yeah, everyone's pointing guns at each other. Everyone's trying to fucking cool each other down and make sure no one's trying to kill them uh, and, and trying to make some peace. But then um, basically, obviously, because the family has no idea who this fucker is, uh, then they get him tied to a tree in the woods. And it so for the most part, it feels like then they just leave him for the night. Which, by the way, just want to say, I get why they did it, but it does seem rather cruel that they did that. Um, well, yeah, but what were they supposed to do? Right, like, it's it's one of those situations where it's like, it's what can you They do? could have easily just killed him. Right, like, what could you do besides, it's pick your poison. And in my opinion, they picked the right poison. And so then in the more and then there's another nightmare sequence in the middle of the night. Uh Every time, so this kid, I keep thinking he's walking out in the middle of the night, that it turns out to be a nightmare sequence. I'm like, I guess I'm glad it's a nightmare sequence, but, because then he's not actually doing it, but I'm like, every time I'm like, don't fucking go out at night in this kind of situation. And it keeps getting me every time. Yeah, not not to spoiler, that, that comes in later in the film as a, if you think about it, uh, it's a very good plot point. That he goes outside during a lot of his nightmares. Okay, so then uh, the nightmare sequence is done. He sees uh, if 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 uh, this matters to you, he sees. Uh, was it his dad with black eyes? I I don't quite remember. Okay, I th- he sees basically after he's walking around in the woods and he hears what sounds like um, the guy, the intruder guy screaming, like shouting for someone's help. Um, he sees in a very realistic nightmare fashion his dad's eyes completely blacked out like the entire orb of the eye is black not just the pupil and um then he wakes up uh very realistic to a nightmare and then in the morning so it seems like they kind of slept on it to get some better judgment paul turns out he's fucking amazing at interrogation at least for a dude of his caliber like i like, if they didn't describe anything else about his character, I would have assumed he was, like, in the military or something beforehand, because it seems like he does it pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, he provides, obviously, a threat in case this guy fucks with them as he's tied there. You know, he's like, I will kill you if I have to. I don't want to. But also, he provides positive incentive, because that often works. Like, because he, it, it was made very clear that he only said, I will kill you if I have to, because he only wants to kill him if he has to. He wasn't doing that as negative reinforcement. He's like, if this is important for the safety of my family, I will do this. But as the actual incentive to talk, he provides water. Because, for those of you who don't know, positive reinforcement under most circumstances works much better than negative. And so I really, a lot of movies don't do that. And I'm very glad this one did. Because, you know, a lot of people jump to the negative because it's a lot easier to do, you know. So anyway, uh, then they're going through this whole sequence where he's trying to figure out, of course, if the guy is lying about his innocent story of he's trying to get resources for his family. His family is, I think he said they're not sick. Did he say they're sick or not sick? They're not sick. If they were sick, there wouldn't be a movie. Oh, that's true. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, he says, you know, his family isn't sick. And he's just been walking around trying to get supplies and uh, just desperate getting water and food for his family. And he didn't know there was anybody in that house, as he says. And Paul is just trying to do his best to be like, you know, make me believe you and the whole thing because they both just want safety for each other. And then uh, and then what happens is. I don't remember exactly why, but I think he goes out driving. No, he goes out driving to like see his family for some reason. I I think I missed what reason it was for. Could you tell so me? So they, the the family of the guy, the intruder, they have surplus food, mm-hmm. and they need water. And what's his, what's the Paul's family has a surplus of water, so they're driving out to the family. To go see if they're sick or not. Um, and then they were going to bring them back to form the form like a team, a little a little house together. Okay. So yeah, then when they're driving there, then they get shot by somebody off to the side, which I fucking was worried was gonna happen. Um nobody gets injured, like nobody actually gets shot in the body, just shot through the car as uh as they attempted to shoot them through the body, of course. 
and um, you know, then they get into like a little shootout situation. Everybody's got rifles out. You know, the the Paul. No, nobody is going to recognize. Like nobody listening to this is going to care. But in that VR game we play, uh, the military shooter. Oh, um, the bolt action. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, remind, I was like, oh shit. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, every time he fucking reloads that rifle. I almost feel like in post they enhance the sound of it, just the reloading, because it is so threatening and unnerving, just the sound of it. It feels like they fucking turned up the gain on that shit, and it is... They might have, yeah. yeah. Well, realistically, they probably did some Foley work. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's just like you hear every but last click of those guns are fucking, like, you can hear them when they, uh, when you chamber around. Right, yeah. Absolutely. It's it's yeah. He's got a bolt so. action rifle. That's unclear to anybody, right? And uh, and so he contractors. That's the name of the game that you were talking about. Pavlov. Um, oh well, yeah. Either one, Pavlov or contractors. It's louder in contractors though. The bolt action. So yeah, they get into a little shootout around the truck. Uh, Paul allies with the guy who intruded in his house because just who the fuck else at the moment. Uh, while they're being shot at he gets under the truck he uh he manages to shoot and kill uh the two people who were trying to shoot at them and the intruder guy gets mad at him because he's like dude we could have gotten information out of them there could be more of these guys uh as far as i know of there doesn't seem to be anything that comes of that so yeah it's just a thing it's to show the difference in ideology yeah, it's just like that's just basically and, and they create more untrust. And it's a little bit more world building as well, just to show that like this is ravaging a lot of people and pretty oh, much everything. Also, before we forget it, in a one, the intruder guy's name is Will. We find that out. Ah. Um two, his family is his wife and child. Wait, hold on. And he Pause. had a brother. Okay, continue. Okay, so intruder guy's name is Will. Figure right. that out. He has a, a wife and a child who we learn the names of later, and I don't remember him right now. And he said he had a brother, but that he was killed. Mm -hmm. And we also find out that they left a major city, never know which one, but they left a city. It, it, it couldn't have been that long ago because they said they're staying at their current place only for a week and that they're 80 miles away from the city, something like that. 50, around I there. think, yeah. Well, 50 miles uh, away from the house. I don't know how many from the city. Yeah, they said, okay, so throughout a bunch of different conversations, you learn that, like, they're anywhere from 80 plus away from a city. Very dialogue heavy um, movie as well. Yeah. I think they said they drove 80 miles. And I don't know if he, he didn't drive up to the, to Paul's house. So it's like probably more like a hundred something miles out of the city limits. Um, but they said they got out immediately as people started getting sick. So this hasn't been going on for that long. Yeah, I felt like like I felt like in this movie, this was something they were very experienced with. That makes me curious as to how the fuck Paul knew just how well to handle things. Because he handled things like it's been going for like five, seven years. Yeah, and I can only assume it's... He said he was a teacher. Spoilers. Later in the movie, he says he, he was a it's teacher not before everything. Blob away. Yeah, you could spoil that. Um, so, in my mind, one, his family had to be doing pretty well off mm -hmm. um, because of various reasons. And the house is fucking huge in the middle of nowhere. So, this is like a summer house. So, he was probably in the city when it started and probably got knowledgeable about it there. He probably had other family members who caught it and he learned a lot from that. Ooh. And that's why he knows in the beginning of the movie, not only to keep the masks on, to keep gloves on as well, um, which they make a huge fucking point of that. But all the time, these bitches touch their faces. Oh, yeah. Anyway, fucking it's not consistent, although it's like you could hack it up to human error. But I that's what I choose to do, because even yeah. I do it. I'm pretty bad at it. Yeah. Um, and another thing, I don't think I don't know if we've said this, but they they make it clear that it, in order to properly dispose of the bodies of the you know people who have been infected, is you kill them with a shot to the head, and then you burn the body. I think the the shot in the head is more mercy. <laughs> oh okay, I did, I thought that was part of it. 
Maybe that no, was more I'm me like sure tying it to zombies. Yeah, they're not zombies. This isn't a zombie movie. Yeah, no, I all. thought it would be. It wasn't. So I think the shot in the head is to kill them and then you burn them so they don't have to live through being burned alive. Wait, what? Um, which I said, what? Oh, I get it. Like, sorry. You shoot them so they don't have to live through being burned alive. I see what you mean. But the yeah. burning is the important part. Yeah. Yeah, burn because almost anyone with a common knowledge of how to deal with uh, viruses and, and bacteria and whatnot is you purge it with heat. Yeah. So you set things ablaze if you want to purge them. Yeah, that's like the closest you can get to truly destroying it. Uh, where where were we? Uh, oh yeah, so they on the way to the intruder's family. Right. So so once they uh, are done with the shootout, so yeah, the two the two guys who were shooting at them are dead. Uh, nothing you can do about that now. Uh, yeah, also, they hide them and steal their guns. Just want to say, I don't remember what word he said. I'm going to say it was wait, just because what word it is isn't too important. But when Paul was holding a gun above the last guy who wasn't dead yet who shot at them, like, that's when you said uh, the intruder's name was Dave? Will. Will. Where did I get Dave from? Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but Will then decided to say, wait, but in a loud-ish shout as he was holding the gun, don't make loud noises as someone's holding a gun to somebody who could be threatening. That person could very well end up pulling the trigger immediately when you say that, as happened here. That's a dangerous thing to do. And I get why he did it, but it's not really smart if you've been around guns, which I haven't, and I know this. Like, it's... It's also in a tense situation. Right, I'm just saying. And you want somebody to not do a thing. I get it. Yeah, it's, again, hock it up to human error. But it's it's just... If anybody who's listening to this is ever unfortunate enough to wind up in a scenario like this, don't fucking do that if you can remember me saying this. Um, Try to keep a level head. Yeah. <laughs> Try to keep a level head as the guy is the gun at someone's face. Keep it together, keep guys. Just fucking gun. Anyway, so they managed to get the fucking family of uh, Will's family. I keep forgetting. Like, I keep thinking I'm going to get it wrong when I say Will, and I don't know why. Um, so yeah they they get will's family and they bring home the the food and animals that they had yeah and uh and so then they have a they have a little dinner to discuss you know everything that happens in the family everything that they can do in the house and with the family how things go all that jazz and they just get the family acquainted get them into their rooms and I don't remember what sequentially happens right after that. Oh, um, it's a montage of family stuff, isn't it? Yeah, they just go about um, work around the house. Yeah, I didn't so, like, expect... chopping firewood, um, pumping water from the well. Um, I didn't expect a wholesome family montage in this movie. I did not expect just like a montage yeah, it, of, of... It's just life going on. And Will teaches um, Paul's son how to chop wood properly. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was going to be a point of contention, but Paul actually doesn't have that much of an ego. So yeah. I was very happy about that. Yeah, I, I was very satisfied. I was very... It made me happy just how, like, just... Like, because, of course, there's a point to how level-headed and rational and... What's the word? Basically, there's there's a point to where if someone's handling a situation too well, it becomes unrealistic. I can see why you wouldn't want a character to do that. And so a lot of movies give their characters lots and lots of flaws because of that. But with Paul, I feel like they kept him just enough realistic while being one of the most rational people you could expect in a situation like this. I'm glad that they went yeah. on the more... Like on the better able to deal with this situation side for him, and weren't I'm afraid glad of that. They they gave him the background of a of a history teacher specifically, and I think that is very important. Oh, yeah. Because of the previous plagues that have hit the the world, so he of all people would know at least passing knowledge of how to survive. Uh, so what happens directly after the montage? So, um. I've, we forgot to mention that the family, Paul's family has a dog. Right, right. So they have a dog. <laughs> Go back in the in the podcast and just put like, they have a dog. Um, uh. 
so the dog um, is outside with them while they're doing this, and uh, it starts barking at something into the woods. We never see what that thing was. We just know it was there. And the dog gets off its leash and starts sprinting towards it, which the son of Paul has a huge connection with this dog. Seems mm-hmm. like it's one of the only things keeping them together in this world. Right. And so he starts sprinting after it. Of course, nobody wants him to do that because he could get lost in the woods. Who knows what's out there? He could get himself killed um, over and he just went a out dog. Fucking which, alone like, when Paul made a specific point of like we go out in pairs. We didn't say that yet. Yeah. Yeah, and so he went out alone to chase after the dog, which was a big old no-no. And he eventually catches up to the dog. The dog in the distance. Well, he catches up to where abouts it is and hears that it stops barking and it, he hears a noise somewhere in the woods and Will catches up, has a look around. He can't see anything. Paul catches up and really rebukes uh, poor old uh, his son. I forget. <laughs> really poor forget old Paul's son. We'll call him P.S. Poor old Paul's son. P.S. Uh, it, it was it was really brutal. <laughs> Honestly, like the, the way he yelled was very real. Well, yeah, I like I I think that is, I think I think that is well within the, you anything could have happened to you out here. Oh Don't yeah, I'm not fucking do that again, kind of territory. I'm not saying that's bad. I'm just I'm giving it props for that felt real. Oh okay, I thought you were like he was pretty brutal on it, and I'm like yeah, yeah. He was pretty rude. He could get himself killed, but it's what he's fine now. Your sign um, is will act as fine bait, sir. I mean, you, you don't have anything to worry about. So yeah, so they head back to the house, uh, not having found the dog, and it, it's a very somber meal that night. Do Do you want to continue on the story? Do you remember um, now? It's it, this general region of the timing of the movie. I don't actually have down pat in my head. Sorry. Um, so later that night, Paul comes into Paul's son's room. <laughs> in the house and he doesn't as much apologize for anything but it, it's very much that feel right. where he's like tomorrow we're gonna go searching for for that dog in the morning uh they do they still do not find it. i don't think they even showed a montage of them searching for it they just said they were and i i, I feel like there's something so that happens between this and the next part that i'm forgetting so the next thing i remember after that is the oh fuck i had it wait give me a moment sorry this is a very confusing probably another dream sequence yes probably a dream oh yeah so the kid um, has a nightmare he goes out and hears all these dogs right right and then like oh and then it's implied that he sees something horrifying when he's looking around with lots of lights in the woods which don't do that in the middle of the night in an apocalypse just letting you know uh yeah even if you're gonna go out uh because you're a fucking moving target but uh he so yeah it's implied that at the end at the end of the nightmare sequence that he sees just something fucking gruesome and scarring happening to a dog and you don't see what it is but it is left to your imagination uh then at some point might be skipping over something at some point he finds the uh will's son yeah, um, Will's son has um, somehow gotten into the old room of the grandfather. Right. And so he, um, yeah. He, oh, what was the, the scene that we're missing is the talk where he, we find out that um, Paul was a teacher. That's okay. what I'm saying. <laughs> so, yeah, there's, there's a little, little pieces um, together. The, there was an important part of that scene was um, you will learn that the brother that Will was talking about earlier in the movie wasn't necessary or by his story wasn't necessarily his brother but uh, but he was like um, a brother to me it was a brother-in-law but he only said brother and the reason that we find this out that it comes up is he says he's an only child and paul says but you said you had a brother earlier he was like oh no 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 big misunderstanding yo um in-law what's keeping you from saying in-law at the bat that's exactly what the movie wants you to question i yeah i just like 
It's like I mean, oh, it, it, it shakes trust. Oh, oh, when he when he first picks him up, if he was gonna say if like brother in law, then Paul was the Paul was gonna say, "Oh fuck your in laws, just pray the rest of them." <laughs> but um, yeah, then so, the, so a lot of this movie is less uh, spooky, scary. You know, as you would normally think of it, it's more psychological. Right. To where it's like you don't know if you can trust these people, and they never give you answers. On Which, that. by the way, is one of my in in terms of personal taste, is one of my least favorite kinds of horror because of a lot of horror. It's like ah, oh, that's just fun to watch because it's just goofy, bloody gory shit going on you know just campy shit but when it comes to like stuff that's psychological thriller horror like this is the kind of stuff where it makes more ruthless damage in you than it does or maybe not more in you than in the characters but you are supposed to be a casualty in that uh and so i'm like i get why people like it but it's often what i go to movies to avoid but this but but anyway, we'll continue. Um, I particularly love these kinds of stories because it's another way oh, yeah. of safely entering those environments. I can see that. Yeah, like entering an environment like that where you can just shut it off and it not matter anymore. Yeah, I can see the appeal. And, to and that. like, no matter what happens, you still have the safety net of knowing it's fiction, right? Um, um, <laughs> as far as fiction goes for this world, because it's all like ours. Um, <laughs> So so you find so the son, uh, Paul's son. Uh, sorry, P.S. finds Will's son. Does he have a name? I don't remember it, but he does. So W. So P.S. finds W.S. in <laughs> Grampy's room, uh, waking him up, and he's like, "I don't know where I am." And uh, he brings him, held by the hand, to uh, the place he's supposed to sleep in. I don't remember which room it was. And uh, then he he finds the door is open and he doesn't know who did it. Yeah, he he hears a noise and and he he sees that the door was open. And and so he runs to his father, Paul, says there's an intruder. And and then they go through all of their protection. They get their mask on, they get the guns um, and they go out into their. So how the house is structured, there's one entrance and exit. And it's all through this one hallway, and which is very convenient that for an apocalypse. It is locked scenario. from the inside. <laughs> well, of course they boarded up other ones. Oh, they boarded them. Okay, sorry. I th- I thought that right, right. I forgot that they boarded them up. Uh, so yeah, so they have a door that leads into a little room, and then that little room leads to the outside. So they go through that door into that space and find the dog. That they lost earlier, um, very sick with whatever the disease is. So now we know not only does it affect humans, but it also affects animals. Is it, So, I'm sorry, spoiler alert. Isn't this the part where you find out the dog is... Is what? Where you see blood coming out of it? I don't know if we ever see the dog. I I remember seeing a dog with, like, this dog has been killed movie signs on it. And I think it was in this part of the movie. Well, maybe we do see it. It's fucked up. Andy says it's sick. Whatever. Yeah. Of course, this destroys Paul's son. Right. Really wants to go and see the dog. Um, he's not allowed to. And then you, in the distance, hear the gunshot. And then, actually, I don't know if you hear fire. If you don't hear fire, then the dog wasn't sick. It was just mauled. But that doesn't work. So it has to be sick. <laughs> I, I do not think he would have been lying about that. Right. Um, so the dog was sick and maybe mauled. So they go, uh, they kill it. Uh, so the light at a blaze to make sure that the v- virus doesn't spread. And then they sit around the dinner table. Right. And, oh, they ask him, the, the son, who right. was the one who found everything. Yeah. Um, you just opened the door. You didn't go in, right? And he was like, no, the door was already open. And they're like, what? And that, and, yeah, that creates a whole nother bit of tension. Yeah. Where, where yeah. they're like, you oh, sure the, you didn't open the fucking door? Yeah. It's like, are you fucking sure? And he's like, yeah, I'm sure I didn't do it. And he says, Alexander could have done it. Who remembered the name of him? Alexander's son of the other person. <laughs> Alexander. Okay. It's Alexander. Um, Thank God. I don't have to use two very similar acronyms <laughs> for the both of them. <laughs> Alexander could have done it. And we can barely reach they, the fucking. Just, 
Yeah, they're like, he can't even fucking reach it. He's like three years old. But he's like, oh, but he was in another room. But, and I put him in your guys' room again before you woke up. So it's very feasible that like he's a sleepwalker and opened the door. And, and of course, that, that's very hard to believe. But, you know, whatever, whatever what happened, happened. They do don't give have? a definitive answer. So the the entire house decides to go into self-quarantine. Yeah, but by the way, before we continue too much further, I do want to say a lot of the last, maybe let's say 30, 40% of this movie, I remember. I just don't remember what order it's in. So, okay. yeah. Well, here, here I go then. Yeah. Um, this is very near the end of the film. It's fine. They go into uh, quarantine. They they say, your family stays in this room. Our family stays in this other room. We're going to keep water and food enough for a couple days so we don't have to interact. And the next night, Paul's son hears Alexander crying. Uh, so he goes and investigates, and he goes into the attic so he can hear through the ceiling what they're talking about. And Will and his wife are saying like oh we got to get out of here we got to leave and it very much paints the picture of alexander is sick yeah yeah i'm like this kid's fucking sick. and and so so did you mention that okay i'm just gonna say fucking paul goes to check on will his wife his kid alexander and then out of nowhere will pulls a gun on it did i where i think we're we're that is about to happen okay yeah <laughs> that is the next thing that happens so Paul's son comes down and says, hey, I think he's sick. And they're like, are you fucking sure? And I was like, oh, yeah, I heard Alexander crying. And so Paul checks. and He's like, yeah, I can hear him crying. So they put on a gas mask and glove. He and his wife bring guns with them, but he knocks on the door defenseless. Yeah, they just what's, saying what's really fucking brutal. I just want to say as a side note is they had to come prepared to that room to shoot a very young boy like yeah. it's this is a to like for those of you who don't know if the like this for those squeamish of you similar to myself this may be the only way you want to experience this movie this podcast because it's, it's fucking brutal this movie especially near the end and i'm not going to say what happens at the end but yet yeah, but this movie doesn't pull punches when it comes to guttural feelings. And I will say the only place where it kind of does and is merciful like that on the viewer is that it doesn't show a lot of stuff on screen that you'd be worried about. But you can fucking tell it happens. Um, yeah. But yeah. So, yeah, they came into the room. Well, yeah, so, well yeah. okay, before to. we get there, <laughs> there's so much that happens in that little conversation. Right. So he knocks on the door and is like, hey, can I just come in? It made me feel a lot safer knowing that they're not sick because you can physically see if somebody's sick. Um, yeah, because the boils as we mentioned and before, they get, yeah. they get boils. Uh, their veins uh, become much more clear to see. And uh, of course, they don't want him to come in. And the moment that Will opens the door, he pulls a little pistol on Paul and drags him into the room, being like, get get the fuck in here. We just want to leave. We don't want to die. Fair. Um, <laughs> yeah, they like they although I think obviously Will handles it a bit poorly. I will say he makes it very clear. Well, very is a strong word. He makes it somewhat clear that he does not want to, he doesn't want to pull that trigger. He just thinks yeah. he might have to. It's very similar to, actually, it kind of mirrors the situation Paul was in earlier, where he's like, I don't want to kill you, but I will if I have to. And so to reach their goal, they got to get out of the fucking house, and they can't, as you said, they have the, um, they have the gun to his head. Yeah, so they start going down the stairs with Paul at gunpoint. They they get like halfway down the stairs, and Paul's wife is behind them with a gun. And they they make an agreement that on the count of three, they both lower their guns, and they just leave. 
Of course, Paul is not going to allow that to happen. By the way, at all. until just now, I actually forgot that the, how close to the end this part is. Um, yeah, it's, this is basically the end of the movie. Because when I was watching it, this, even by the time I, even at the very end of the movie, my brain felt like this was just over halfway through. Just because there is no. so much that happens in such a in such a short span of time that you feel like this lasts longer than it does. Yeah, it's the opposite of Space Jam. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to bring it back to there? Wow. Uh, <laughs> okay, but also throughout this entire time, the camera never gets a good eye on their child. Oh, yeah. So you never get confirmation that he's actually sick. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff is left deliberately ambiguous, which is a choice, and it's not a bad one necessarily. Uh, but it, a lot is a leftover new interpretation. But uh, so continuing, they lower their guns. Paul isn't going to let that happen. They're not going to let them leave. So he fucking decks the shit <laughs> out of Will, steals back the guns, and goes in hot pursuit of. Or no, he stays with um, Will. His wife goes in hot pursuit of Will's wife and child. They almost exit the house, but they get caught. And they were going. They 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 captured them. They're wheelbarrowing um, Will because he's unconscious. Um, Did you just say wheelbarrowing? Yeah. So they're wheelbarrowing <laughs> him through. <laughs> the the forest because he's unconscious and the wife and child are just walking in front of them and i mean it's very clear what they're going to do they're going to kill them but it, it is left a little bit open to interpretation on whether or not they actually would so at one point will wakes up and fakes being so injured that he can't do anything that he catches paul off guard hits him starts beating the shit out of him by the way if if uh, for anyone wondering why i stay silent for extended periods of time during this it's because all i can think to say is a spoiler that is a very powerful part of the movie yes so it's just, just yeah <laughs> so, you keep going while paul is getting his shit rocked um <laughs> yeah, what a horrible I, way to put it like he uh, <laughs> breaks his fucking nose with the back of that gun yeah it is he I, wails I, on him saying a bunch yeah, of fuck yeah. yous and shit and his uh, Paul or not Paul Will's wife is running away with the child. Um, while that is happening, Paul's wife shoots Will, so he's just on the ground now. And Paul gets up, gets his gun again, and hesitates for a moment before shooting at the uh, at, uh, Will's wife and hitting the child. And this is the scene that's fucking horrible because it is this woman who is now holding her dead son and, and reacting it in the exact way you would think. Right. Of crying uh, out, Blood screaming, yeah. and saying, kill me already. By the way, just want to say... This actress, whoever it is, in fact, I'm gonna Google it right now. I didn't wanna, I didn't wanna do too much typing during this episode, but this fucking deserves it. I actually, it's, I, 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 somehow I actually forgot what the fucking name of the movie was. Um, oh yeah, they come at night. Is that it? It comes at night. Oh yeah, it comes at night. I just want to pause for a second just to make sure that I get the name so i believed correct me if i'm wrong uh is the wife's name kim uh yes okay so riley however you pronounce that riley, <laughs> riley something riley uh riley k-e-o-u-g-h is a fantastic actress especially in that last part because you hear bloody murder, blood-curdling horror of the most genuine variety I've ever heard in a movie. And I've seen a lot of movies uh, from this woman. She deserves to be in anything, especially horror. She is fantastic. Watch shit with her in it. It is incredible. Yes. So, 
Paul hearing that she's screaming for him to just finally fucking end it and kill her um, does. And it fires one more round into her and she oh, goes dead silent. Another quick interruption I just want to say. <laughs> dead silent not meant <laughs> as a joke. Oh, sorry. But yes. I do want to say in that scene, I thought when he shot the kid, I thought he shot Will um, to make sure he was dead so he wouldn't be a threat anymore. And then through him, the bullet then made the kid unintended damage that's what i thought happened when i was when i was seeing no it. will's on the fucking ground and so behind. that's what made me curious because i'm like i thought that his the kim noped the well i mean not noped the fuck out of there but i thought she got a safe distance away so that if he shot will that wouldn't end up at them now you just ended my confusion there by saying he actually intended to shoot the kid i did not interpret that I think he intended to shoot the woman to stop her running. Oh. Uh, and he hit the kid. I think they always intended, if they were going to kill them, they intended to kill the kid. 100% intentional child murder because he was sick. And, and of course, the reason they were going to kill them all is because um, they now know where they live. And they could come back, steal things right. later on if they get desperate again. Um yeah, you know, it, it's very logical as to why they wouldn't want people roaming around knowing where they live. Right, exactly. Especially with everything, oh. like, in their history. Like, you don't know if these are the kind of people who would seek revenge kind of shit. You know, you don't yeah, want to... You, you, you don't know anything about them. You don't know if anything they've said up to that point is true. Right. You don't want an it comes at night tale kind of situation. You don't... It's, it's not... Yeah, I'm glad this didn't start a franchise. Oh, fuck. Um, yeah. All three of them are dead. And presumably they burn them. It's not shown, but obviously. Yeah, they take care of them. Yeah. They go home and th this part went by kind of fast, but the younger child, uh, or not the younger child, uh, the child of Paul. P.S. Yeah, P.S. P.S. <laughs> you you're on the fucking page, aren't you? Oh, yeah. Sorry. I <laughs> Figure was, out his name. Sorry. I was, I was, <laughs> I was too focused on the fucking plot. Travis is his name. Travis. Um, so Travis comes down with a disease and uh, dies, leaving Paul and his wife. In the uh, final fucking the, shot. Uh, Sarah. They're just sitting there in the final shot and the movie ends. Yeah, and uh, it's just left it, with it's these It's very two. vague. It gives you a lot to think about. That's my favorite part of a lot of psychological horror is it, it follows you out of a theater. You don't go home and not think about it. Yeah. So like after I, <laughs> this is the funniest part. Right after I watched this film, we went and recorded another one of our podcasts and the, the, the tone shift was very <laughs> difficult to deal with. Yeah. And I had the tone <laughs> shift in reverse, by the way, because it was, so it was immediately after recording that, that I had to watch it uh, for various reasons. And I'm like, it is just like all the fun that we had there, or yeah, all the all the just <laughs> bright just and peppy shit, just now. screeching all. <laughs> it was yeah, uh, it was just uh, car crash. But um, so um, at, at this point, I think we've been going for an hour, right? It was something like that. But I, I want to say so. On, I just want to say on the verge of this turning into longer than the movie is yet again. Um, I want to. Ask you a thing about the movie. Alrighty. How do you think they got infected? Uh, who do you mean by they in this case? The family, because at this point we basically know they're all infected. They're waiting their turn to die. So how I interpret it is the family. Okay, so there's a couple different ways. Now that you ask, like I've been, I'm hopping around different things I remember from the film, trying to see if like there's different ways uh so i think either a they were already infected it was just taking us time to show itself that happens diseases affect different people differently a lot of the time they, they do mention in the movie that it, it usually uh, for the grandpa it took less than a day and to make sure that they weren't infected he stayed three days with them before bringing them back to the house so so it is heavily implied at least that this thing acts fast so, because of how big a lot of this stuff is, I'm not ruling out what I just said, 
but I will say it is less likely. Um, I'm thinking there's realistically no other way than the... Oh? Okay, so now, just because it's an answer and it's possible-ish, maybe there was, like, when the grandpa was in that quarantine room at the beginning, there was a leak in maybe some of their equipment. Also, you mentioned they touched their face a lot of the movie, which is a no-go. So it could have been any one of those moments. Or the one that more prominently makes me think of it, because you said Airborne, the fucking dog. Well, yes, it is basically 100% the dog being there is what brought the disease in. But how do you think that they then contracted it? Because it doesn't, like, Airborne doesn't just mean it always, it just permeates fully as soon as a door opens. So, like, you would have to get close. That's why, like, they were fine if he was on the edge of the door, but didn't go in. Maybe. Hmm. I'm trying to think of some way that the dog might have been infected before it went out into the woods, like, and got lost. Well, it, it's heavily implied that they the house got infected when the dog came back, and that somebody got infected through it. Yeah, that makes I, sense. That is my running um thing with it because like every other bit of information they gave in this movie leads you to that obvious conclusion because if if the dog was say unless it's like the worst bait and switch of all time it's not a satisfying answer if they were sick all along yeah okay i i'm i'm a little more on board than with the uh with the dog because i want to give this movie the benefit of the doubt so yeah, there's that. There's, so, yeah, the, the, the dog introduced it to the family, probably, most likely, yeah. And Who do you think brought it in? Because the only people we saw go in had their protective gear on. This is, so I do want to say, and I have an answer for that, but before I say that, this is a perfect segue into something I wanted to mention the entire time, but would have been a spoiler alert until now. At least not overtly from anything I noticed when watching it. Does this movie ever earn the name It Comes at Night? Because what the fuck is it? I'm not going to say what I think it is yet. Okay, so... Until after we have a conversation about how exactly they got infected. Okay, because... I don't know. It was just never. I I was waiting for something to be like, oh, when nighttime comes, like maybe not like fucking campy movie kind of shit, but just something just. It's yeah, that, that was a part of the purpose of the name is a misdirect. Yeah, and I I get why that's a it's a good choice artistically. It's just not for a movie that I'd want to watch. Um, but let me think. So you said, who do you think brought it in? Now, yeah. My because, first um, my my first impression mm-hmm. was it's supposed to be a mystery because like my first impression while watching it is it's supposed to be a mystery because they're leaving it super vague, whatever the it is, and whatever mysterious force or creature that is just went here you go, there's a fucking little threat. But now that I'm thinking, so let's assume that it had to be one of the people. Yeah. So that because that's where that's where you asking the question takes my head. If it's not one of the people, everything the film sets up is unsatisfying. If so, it isn't one of those people, then you didn't need to watch the film. <laughs> it's so so. The my first thought goes to Will because he's like although he's not an overtly bad guy, he is a clearly much more flawed character than a lot of people here. So I'm going to say either he found a way to sneak out, which, judging by the size of the house, isn't too unrealistic, I thought, although they might have heard creaking, but maybe they were asleep at the time. Yeah, they they never acknowledge that creaking is super fucking loud. Um, Um, So so maybe it was Will sneaking out, found the dog, did it. Maybe, although there's a couple of things that run into that, because, like, Let's see, because I don't know if I don't know if directly. So it feels like the dog was brought in pretty like around roughly the time when uh, Travis found trying to find Andrew uh, when Travis found Andrew right after. 
so okay so it was right around that it was right after that the, so yeah so the film will would have had to funnel you into thinking it's alexander alexander who brought the dog in well that found the dog okay i think the dog got it on its own and then alexander uh well that's what i think and then the possibilities are alexander like how uh what's his name travis said alexander could have unlocked the door okay um so it, it tries to funnel you in that way like i so yeah that that makes more sense than when like when you said alexander did it i was thinking alexander dragging the carcass of a sick puppy into the house and i'm like alexander's not the character I well the, the puppy never fully came, he came into that like room right. before the actual front door okay so then then what is the, the okay so now that we've uncovered that what do you so, mean by it follows what not it follows that's another movie it comes at night i want to say before my thought of how it got in is travis brought it in uh well he was asleep well like cause so he seems like he's this totally oblivious comes into oh this wait. comes they into it like what he was totally oblivious as a misdirect oh my god no what? no I think he is totally oblivious. But, but I think he's 100% oblivious, but he did it. And here's how. The it is his nightmares. Holy the shit. The nightmares come to him at night. He's the one that slept that sleepwalks outside. So the nightmares actually fucking happened is what you're saying. In re- relative, I think he went outside, but whether or not any of the other things he sees obviously some of them are just pure nightmare right like they there's, aren't real there's, there's, there's a scene where the grandpa comes back he's fucking dead and right. ashes I, no I, way i just want to say there's a theoretical possibility that the majority of what happens in every nightmare that happens in this movie actually happens but with the addition of hallucinations like yeah it's so because you see like of course like i said Paul's face with completely blacked out eyes just hovering in the darkness in front of him. Grandpa, as you just mentioned, um, obviously not the dog because, you know, uh, but, and, but yeah. Um, Will and Kim both say that the son doesn't sleepwalk. So it would be weird that he just started now, but not impossible because he is only like three or four. I didn't assume that he sleptwalk. I assumed he did this consciously, if I'm being honest alexander if he, like if he it was the one who invited the dog in essentially that i assumed he just unlocked the door consciously when you said that said it like that i do think alexander sleepwalks that or no there's no real reason that he would have been in another room sleeping other than he slept walked there so i think they both sleepwalk but travis walks outside and he came in and he didn't lock the door again because he is sleepwalking. He doesn't do everything normally. And he brought it into the house. And, and the it comes at night is almost 100% his nightmares. <laughs> There's just, no other thing it could be in the movie. One, I am very impressed with you that you managed to like puzzle together all of this in less than, what, six hours? Uh, and two... Well, yeah, I mean, I have seen this movie once before when it first came out. Oh, right. So I what did I remember some things from it. I, I will say at the time, I didn't theory craft as much, but I really did think about it a little bit. And I will say I only just now came up with the solution of Travis brought it in. But so, yeah, so so what I was going to say before, generally speaking, when I go to the movies, if there's going to be thoughts left with me at the end they don't have to be positive they like they can be in favor of the movie but not necessarily positive but i would but i generally prefer if the if the majority of it is what a cool movie that was or oh what a fun romp that was and then on top of that oh it really makes you think doesn't it that was a serious situation but with this movie it's 99 percent. that was a serious situation oh wow <laughs> yeah like so it's like i get why you'd like it and this is a good movie and i acknowledge that it's just not usually my cup of tea yeah i absolutely love that everything was vague i love that you can make an argument 
that Alexander was never sick. Yeah, I li- I like that they never clearly put it. I mean, unless you go frame by frame, maybe you can catch a boil because or something. The argument is, at least in, in, from what I just watched, I didn't read anything before this, is they never show him, so you don't see evidence that he's sick. And all the the reason that they kept hiding him is so that Paul and his family wouldn't fucking shoot him. So that's why they were hiding him, not because he was oh, sick. Oh, I well, I mean, not really mutually exclusive because they kind of. I believe they probably figure if he's sick, they're gonna shoot him. Well, yeah, I my train of thought is it, it's very clear that he was crying, and I think he was mostly crying because they were panicked because they know in their mind Alexander couldn't have done it. There's no way Alexander could have done it. So Travis has to be lying. Or So they're trying to get away yeah. because they know he's infected. Well, like all the time he when he needs I, to get out. All the time when I thought maybe Travis was something something cuz like this this entire movie the whole atmosphere is you can't trust a single soul. Like I barely even trusted the members of the family cuz this this movie's just whole aura is distrust which yes made me continue watching only because we were doing this video uh, this this podcast but but i so with travis my full mind of it like any time i considered him being any sort of threat was and he wasn't the the only person i thought this about either i was thinking for anybody they could be consciously or unconsciously responsible for any of this like, because yes. it's like, you do not have to be lying to be the one responsible, as we've already established. Well, yeah, I, I don't think anybody in this entire film necessarily lied. Yeah. I think Travis did it unknowingly in his sleep. I think that is fair and, to say. But from the perspective of Will, Kim, he was definitely lying because there's no way Alexander could have done it, at least in their minds. So they're like, we need to get the fuck out of here because he, they're just going to get us killed either by the illness or through fear and paranoia. And of course, when he comes knocking at the door, they decide they're here to fucking kill us because they hear the baby crying. They already think and fully believe that Alexander is sick. I, um, yeah. So that's why they pull the guns on them and try to get the fuck out of there. So I think, and why they're standing in front of Alexander, so that if he does shoot, they hit them instead and not Alexander. I fucking, for one, and I know it's kind of hard to think this part through in that situation, but if they if he shot them, it wouldn't be all that easy for Alexander to escape at that point. Two, yeah, but even in hopeless situations would you not try to take a bullet for a small child you uh, of love of course you would of course yeah. you would um so so what so now here's what has me thinking i'm very glad that i watch that like i'm i'm this podcast just as a general thing is doing exactly what i hoped it would do and it's yes we get to enjoy watching movies because i love watching movies i'm sure you at least enjoy it um yeah Except uh, for Space Jam. Uh, <laughs> two. Space Jam 2. <laughs> yeah, I never watched Space Jam once. So. Okay, we'll watch that at some point. Uh, not immediately, though. In but, a year. Uh, sure, why not? <laughs> but uh, this is not only a fun opportunity to watch movies, but also with me missing shit in movies, you are helping me so much to understand more of the movie that I did. Because like, I can yeah, watch- you thought Alexander did it maliciously. No, no, no. By the way, I never even thought about that until you suggested Alexander something something during this. Oh, so I had no idea what was causing yeah, any I, of it. I never thought it could have been well. Because so. I I already enjoy watching these movies for the most part. This one, I've already said my thing. But I already enjoy watching movies. And I don't have to completely understand them to watch them. But you bring such a deeper like mapping for it. And I'm so grateful for that. And I just wanted to say I love doing this with you because of that. Um, yeah, and also because you're a good buddy of mine. Love, I love stories, especially ones that are potentially real. Right. And, and so they, they bring out that kind this of raw humanity. real. Yeah. Yeah. And stuff like that, really, uh, I love analyzing. Right. Um, for want of a better reference point, the Fallout series, 
um, by Bethesda or well, the Fallout series, but only the parts not actually developed by Bethesda have amazing world building and uh, the vaults in them. I don't know how much you know about Fallout or the viewers, but it doesn't really I, matter. Yeah, it's um, my my knowledge of Fallout is just a hair deeper than surface level. So in Fallout, the bombs drop. Obviously, that's what it's named after. What the fuck, Ashley? Spoiler alert. And there's vaults, uh, the bunkers, basically, that people are put into to survive the bombs. But it was set up beforehand that some of these vaults were going to be experiments on these people. Um, There's no morality. There's no ethics here. They just do fucked up shit. And going there in those games and figuring out what happened and why is some of the most interesting world building stuff I've in, I've interacted with in any in media. So yeah, it's stuff like that, that like makes a world and makes you think about how it works. It doesn't tell you. Yeah. It gives you enough to figure it out. That's fun stuff. But I do want to say, cause I'm going to forget it's if I why don't say I it like oh, yeah. Sherlock Holmes, but not Sherlock. <laughs> cause he just tells you. <laughs> but anyway, That's another episode. So to to because there's no better place to put my little ranking system uh, or rating yeah, system, is, not ranking. We're, we're getting into the end of the episode here. Yeah, yeah. So my rating for this is: Do I enjoy it? Yes. Would I watch it again with someone else? I'm gonna give that a yes. I would say probably, but I'll default to yes. Would I watch it again by myself? Mm-mm. I would watch the <laughs> like only I'm say the situation I immediately picture is oh someone already has it on or they're like I love this movie can we watch that one and I'd be like sure why not <laughs> but it's like so what happened here it, 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 <laughs> you're like I don't like horror but okay <laughs> like it, well because I'm like the reason I say okay because I'm very lenient when it comes to what I'll watch with a buddy like I'll watch a lot of stuff like I'm very, I mean as long as it's not something I'm like <laughs> when I watch it like it's uh, like if it has a lot of jump scares I'm just gonna say no unless it's on a really thin tiny screen and the volume's low <laughs> but in cases like this I'm like sure I only enjoyed it for a once-over factor but with a buddy why not if you like it we'll put it on again uh, oh, yeah. So, so that's, yeah, that's my rating. So a, a, a yes, a yes, and a <laughs> oh, no. So anyway, if you'd like if, this, if, oh, yeah, do you have anything if else? If I were to go by your ranking system, it would all be yeses because I knew, I know I'm missing something somewhere in this film. There, there's there gotta be some more hidden detail that I'm not seeing. And I, I, I want to figure that out. If you're listening to this years in the future, just know that between the time when we recorded this and when you're listening to it, Ashley has seen this every week of her life, trying to find the one thing. <laughs> trying to find one missed. more piece of evidence that Travis is a sleepwalking <laughs> bitch. <laughs> she, she is harder working on this than fucking Columbo. On any, a, of on a, on a any of our podcasts. <laughs> She does, she's just every time she does a podcast between this episode and when you listen to it, she's just like, you know, oh my god, yeah, I had to, I had a nice day. I went to the store. I had a great bit of chicken sandwich. I was thinking about that movie. <laughs> Comes at night again. and I think it might have been Alexander. Um. <laughs> like just like just one day you snap like we see your hair on your avatar all frizzy and shit, and I think of the place and you're like, it was Kim. I'm telling you, I'm not crazy. <laughs> It was Paul. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. So do, if you if you don't got anything else, if you want to hear more of us, if or see anything else we do, I draw cartoons. She has controversial opinions, uh, and we got a bunch of other stuff at ashandstevie.com. And you can either go into the description, or if you don't feel like doing doing that, you could just type in your browser a s h and s t e v i e dot com. You can find also all of our social media there, our Twitch and shit, and all of our anything you'd ever want to know about the two of us. You'll find there pretty much. So, uh, Ashley, if you don't have anything else, uh, I think I'm good. Have a lovely time.